With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello? And and you are here. It, it, is your, are you spelling your name J-O-E-L-Y-N-E? Yes, sure. Oh, you on. I could hear you on the Go ahead. Yeah. Speak. Hello? Um, hello. So this is my first time attending this talk. And um, I would like to know um, a little more about it. Hold, hold and on then see how I can contribute. Yes, go ahead. We're, this is the first show we're doing in a long time, so we're just really working out the kinks. Um, and how did you hear about the show? So I'm. I think I heard about it um, from online, um, precisely LinkedIn. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yes. So what, you know, we have a guest that's supposed to be on, and she's having some problem getting online. Tonight, we were going to talk about reparations, but every week we're going to be here every Tuesday evening at this time, If in case you want to call back and be involved in the show on a regular basis. And you can also submit to me subjects that you would like to have discussed as it relates to, you know, uh, how we continue to develop as an African community. Okay. All right. That that That's going to be okay. um, very, very much. Okay. Yeah. Now, what were you saying? Right. Go ahead. No, I said that's going to be very, very much okay because I personally want to... Uh, Hold on. I, this is my yeah. guest. Hello? Hi. Hi. So, yeah, you want to go ahead. For whatever reason, you're on your regular phone, so I can't see you on the screen. But uh, you want to introduce yourself. We have one guest. Uh, how you pronounce your name? Uh, Joe, jo, jo, jo. I'm so sorry. Um, do excuse me, let me do the video call. Oh, okay, yes, thank oh, you. All right, now go ahead. How you pronounce your name? Uh, it's Jolene J O E L Y E. And how do you pronounce that? Jolene, 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 okay, yeah. Yeah, just getting uh, there. Right. Uh, you want to uh, announce yourself, sister? Yeah, yeah sure. So, okay, so tonight, for whatever reason, we I, I figured we were going to have some experience, some uh, technical difficulties until we get it all worked out. But this is the first time we did a show in a long time. And uh, I am very pleased to uh, have uh, you want to announce yourself, uh, young lady? Tell her who you are. Yes, um, I'm also known as Reparations. Um, I'm Reparations on YouTube, but basically I'm an African woman and um, I'm here for the push of reparations. Okay. Because for so long, reparations have been promised to us and never given. And a lot of the times they use it, um, they use it for the black vote. 
like San Francisco is currently suggesting that they will give 30 million in reparations to black people. Mm -hmm. But of course, they've been saying that even when Biden was coming into power and all that. And so black people are not going to get an equal footing financially or emotionally or any other way if we don't get reparations. And the thing that we have to realize is that we have the power to demand this. Mm -hmm. If there was a three-day stay-at-home demonstration where all black people call in sick and don't go to work and demand for their reparations, this place will come to a grinding halt. We will affect across board and our impact will be massive. And yes, demonstrations have helped us in the past, but right now we're also in a numeric era and things are different. And also we must stop the trauma, the traumatic behavior patterns that black people have been put through. Because in these demonstrations, apart from arrest and it going on your record, people are brutalized, women are raped. Do you understand? Racist KK cops can live for the moment of um, demonstrations to live out their sick fantasies because this is a sick world that we're living in. So if we were to demand our reparations, like how San Francisco is waving it in our face like they always do 30 million, nobody goes to work, we stay at home, and then we use social media. Social media is such a powerful tool and we are lucky that we are living in this era, so we can use it to our advantage. Apart from not showing up at work, hmm. another way we can go live. Right. Yeah. No, I agree with you. I agree with you. We had a discussion about this before, and it's absolutely necessary. We, you know, if we're going to do these demonstrations, they have to be demonstrations that really affect the economy. And that means that, you know, the, the suggestion that you talked about was something that Martin Luther King uh, was talking about before he was murdered, was to have a complete shutdown for three or four days and, and see how it affect Wall Street. Wall Street would belly up. You talk about Black Monday or Black Tuesday. I, I choose to remove the word Black and say a White Tuesday because if we do the thing that's necessary, they will. They only understand one thing. I just finished watching. I don't know if you guys have ever watched it. It's the the history of the Ku Klux Klan, and the Ku Klux Klan originally was not. You know, the whole idea behind it was to really to maintain control over all the political scenarios that was going on. It wasn't a, really so much about race as it was they were losing after the Civil War. They were losing their power to control all of the politics that was going on in their area. So they used the Ku Klux Klan as a, as a mechanism to instill fear into African people, to scare them away from the polls, to scare them away from demonstrations and that kind of stuff. Uh, uh, Jolene? Uh, Jolene? Hello, are you there? Jolene? Well, I guess she's left. But anyway, as I was stating before, it is absolutely necessary that we uh, start to put our words into action. We can no longer sit back and listen to somebody tell us and promise us $30 million 
because when I look at the history of African people globally, and just if you just look at it from a standpoint of America and its contributions to the whole slave trade uh, process, uh, you know, the few trillion dollars that they're talking about is nothing but pennies in the bucket. I mean, because we're not talking about the, the harm and the psychological uh, dysfunction that it has caused among our people. We're talking about murder. We're talking about rape. We're talking about innocent people being hung. We're talking about innocent women and children being raped and burned. And at the same time, while these people were doing this, they were teaching their children that this was the way that they were to maintain power. That's why if you look at some of those old uh, documentaries on how what they did to African people, you will see that they had their children standing around watching hangings, watching uh, what they call picnics. And that's when they used to actually burn and roast a black man or woman alive like you would on a rotisserie. So there is no number that they could su uh, submit to me that would be uh, you know, a way for them to rectify themselves, the harm that they've done to our people. But it's a start. They need to give us enough money to pay, not give, but to pay us enough money for the irreparable harm that they have done to us through education, through religion, and through all of the mechanisms that they have used to maintain their superiority in, in this country. So I agree with you 100%. We absolutely, we've got to start a movement uh, where people say no longer say start to deal with them on a level where well yeah this much is enough this much is enough because when we get caught up into that argument then we none of us are going to agree on the proper amount because there's no way to measure it's immeasurable the harm and and the, and the destruction that they've done to our people and not just here all all over the world globally and still doing it in Africa you know people are hungry in Somalia people are going hungry. And it's because of their process by which they control all of the mechanisms and the the, the economies uh, so that these people are unable to survive. So we have to demand, uh, you know, I think that when you look at the early Muslim movement back in the, in the 30s and 40s and 50s, they were talking about give us a land of our own. Well, that's exactly what we need. We don't have to leave here. They just need to give to pay enough money for us to be able to, to buy the land necessary for us to create a homeland of our own here. Because we don't have to go back to Africa to, uh, to get that. They, they owe us that. And it's just like when the immigrants, if you look at the, uh, the whole immigrant situation that they're so hard on now that they're, they're only accepting immigrants from predominantly Northern, uh, you know, countries where there are white populations. And it's always been that they have did these things to try to create a white heaven for themselves. And they are still, to even today, that's what the wall is all about. That's what to stop the border people. Because they're trying to stop people of color of any type from entering into this country. And so, and the reason they're afraid, because it's already been projected by 2040 or 2050, that the minorities will control, will be the largest population in this country so they will no longer be able to control uh the people because people will be able to vote them out which is why they are at hard at work now trying to disrupt all of the political processes in these states where they are predominantly republicans and i say that I, republicans some people call them republicans i call them they're nothing but clansmen because 
all of the things that they're trying to achieve is to really reinforce white supremacy. And, and the only way out of white supremacy is we have to be in control of our own destiny. We can only be in control of our own destiny if we have our own economic uh, foundation. And that means that they need to pay up and now. We don't need to be discussing uh, you know, all of the harms that done. We already know what the harm has been done. I mean, historically it's documented globally the, what they have done to our people. So we don't need to discuss, well, how much it should be. We need to be discussing about right now, shut this thing down until they're willing to come to their senses and say, hey, we're ready to negotiate. What can we offer you guys that, that's going to satisfy what you, your needs? Because you, you can't pay enough for the damage mm -hmm. that they have done to our people. So uh, yes, go ahead, sister. Yes, I agree with you exactly. And like, there's no um, price on it. And in terms of like, we like, yes, slavery took us to this point. But our, our inactions and our failure to continue the civil, life, um, civil rights movement and our attitude, do you understand? We yeah. have to be held responsible. Do you, do you get me? If somebody has done wrong to you, you also have a responsibility to make sure that that person acts rightly towards you. And we cannot sit back anymore and allow things to happen when all it would take. It, this could be done in less than a month. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, and across board, you understand, not just um, in America, all over the world. And, oh. and um, um, companies like IMI, the IMF, the ones that give the loans to Africa, and have horrible policies where they can't build government, like just detrimental to the country. They also have to be held responsible. They have to pay back. And then in, in, in terms of even companies that are going to Africa, some of them think they, they, they've given a bug hole. Do you get me? What is a bug hole? Like they, you can have reparation laws. I want to see a time in America where reparations is on your 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 pay stub. That goes to everybody that identifies as black. You understand? So that when you get your federal taxes, so that you remember what had happened. You understand? So that it will be a statement there because we need that. You understand? Mm. To even rebuild ourselves. You understand? Money is not everything, but we live in a money world right now. Money is everything. Do you understand? And we have to be able to structure ourselves well, we have in a way that is so impactful. Yeah. And it's, there's nothing more impactful than us not showing up at work. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. And the only way that we control our economics is we have to get have access to the finances, and then we have to maintain and keep control of those finances. Because as uh, I'm, I'm sure you've studied and you understand that we are the one group that uh, you know, uh, eighty-five or ninety percent of every dollar we make goes back into the system that keeps keeps us, you know, in in a, a Jim Crow state. And, you know, so no money stays in the community. And you look in any community, uh, so-called African community around, at least in America, and you go in those communities, you see that most of every other group owns all those businesses that are in our communities. So what does that mean? That means that they're making money off of us 
and creating a, a solid uh, economic foundation for themselves, or they're taking that money and going back to their prospective countries and building up their own space. We are the only ones that stagnated, even though we have several billionaires, we have the Oprahs and the you know, ball players and some of the actresses and stuff. They, uh, you have a few billionaires or trillionaires, but the reality is if they're not collectively operating as a unit. So if I had $10 trillion and I'm an individual with $10 trillion, I'm just a rich black man in America, still subjected to their, you know, rules and regulations, and they still have control over the ability to uh, somehow cut me off uh, uh, from being able to make much. The same way they did, uh, what's his, uh, uh, Conway, not Con uh, Kanye. Uh, he had these multi-million dollar contracts with Asia and all these different places. And the minute he made some uh, statement that in their mindset was uh, anti-Semitic, and I didn't see anything anti-Semitic because he was just like uh, Kyrie Irving, who stated that he was one of the original uh, uh, Hebrews. And, and, and that's the reality. Because if you study history and you look at the history and the trail of the, the 12 tribes of Judah, they were all in black African countries. These people are not even the real Jews. They are the what I would refer to as fake Jews. They have really stolen an identity. And in fact, last year, I think it was, if, I don't know how much you keep up with Israel. Israel gets reparations from the United States tax dollars, $40 billion every year, Israel. This is a country that last year they were trying to put all the black people out of Israel, so-called back into Africa, when Israel was originally a part of Africa. If you read the historical docu documentation, the, the biblical stuff, you will find that Israel is a part of the continent. But because these people have divided up the countries, they, what they have did is they moved into these different areas and they've divided up. There was no country called Israel. That stuff came about after the war with Germany. And when uh, the U.S. got into the war to help them, the British fight against uh, Hitler, the agreement was that, hey, if we assist y'all, uh, we'll give you a homeland. And guess what that homeland was? It was Israel. And I don't know if you're familiar with the, the Balfour Agreement. The Balfour Agreement is a document that you can go online and look up. It's in the halls of Congress that uh, the agreement was that they would give them that homeland, which is right smack dab in the middle of Palestinian uh, people, which are African people. They originated from African people. And so we have to stop uh, getting involved in this dialogue about what is and, and, and how much and say, wait a minute, we are Africans. And this is what we want. It's not. It ain't, it's not a matter of how much you can afford, or what you think would be uh, an appropriate amount. It's a matter of you have you owe a debt, and it's now time to pay it. And we have to, uh, you know, go through the actions and and, and just like you say, do the, the do the three day. Well, not just three days. Let's for a whole week. If we just take a whole week and shut down, that these businesses will belly up. They will go bankrupt. And so all there we have. No one hit them. Huh? It's like there will no one hit them. It will be like COVID all again. People yeah. should cast their mind back to those images. 
mm. of when the streets were empty exactly. in um, Italy at the beginning of COVID. And all these people care about is the economy. You understand? Yes, exactly. And we are the driving force of the economy. Do you, you get me? You don't have to do anything. Just sit in your house for just one week and watch the change that will happen in your life. Do you understand? History is full of ordinary mm. people doing extraordinary, extraordinary things. Thing. That's the bottom line. And as a collective, do you understand? And things that are going on in Africa, do you understand, is unheard of. At this day and age, we think that even doing a bug hole is an achievement. That, that, that is shameful. And the leaders of Africa also have to be held responsible. responsible. People should also remember things in history like the French Revolution. For France to be what France is today, there was a revolution of the youth where they buried alive all these evil, wicked politicians like the people who, 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 who sit in Tennessee with these gun ridiculous laws. And we know that certain races are succumbed to certain behaviors and conditions like serial killer. You understand? And look at the kind of race that you see on TV doing these shootouts and all those things. You understand? This is a, 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 a as much as all of this is whatever, we're living in the evolution stage. We are blessed and alive to be part of history, and we have to get it right. If we don't get it right, we will be put back five billion. Yo, we can't afford to do this no more. And it's like when I stress on the African leaders, let me give you, for example, Nanado. Do you understand? The way they just destroyed Africa, and we stand back and allow this to happen. One person, and it's like instead of the French Revolution, where it's so bloody, where um, the old people were buried alive for destroying the country, like what people like Nanado are doing presently in Ghana. All you have to do is pass some sanction and have all these people jailed, just put in jail. Do you understand? We need a revolution, and we're living in a very privileged time. Social media, do not underestimate the power of social media. Social media could be the revolution. We need to also see a united Africa, like what Kwame Nkrumah wanted to push. Because till the whole of the black people come together and unite. Let's not underestimate things like Wakanda, you know. That is what we are for real. And we must also remember that um, theater depicts society. Look at these minerals. You see when the Pope went to Congo, those minerals sparking up in um, um, Congo and all those things. We have the minerals that do the technology. The black race is the race. Do you understand? And for too long, an inferior people who have used war or whatever tactics allow it to go back. And we must learn to appease our ancestors, send our ancestors back happy. Do you understand? We are living amongst our um, future ancestors. Do you understand? When they go back and they tell them, they see already, we have to do better. Do you understand? People cannot lose their life for this cause. And we'd be born in such a privileged era and a time. And you, you don't even have to walk from Montgomery to whatever anymore. Just social media. Just as everybody doesn't go to work, you just hit the platform, live stream, everywhere. Even that alone will shut them down. So people, please, like, 
I don't understand like how we don't take advantage of the times we are living in and get this straightened out once and for all because till we do it we'll keep on suffering and nobody's going to do it for us but us and it's so easy nowadays it's not a big deal yeah it, well you it's easy in the sense that we should have a an african mindset we should be like every other group on the planet. We should be for Africa and Africa's reincarnation of Africa globally. And and so, but the thing about it is, is we, most of us, even the ones so-called educated that went to Harvard and Yale and all these places, uh, they are indoctrinated, they are miseducated. And there was a book written by Carter G. Woodson uh, back in the 20s about the miseducation of the Negro. And the miseducation speaks to the psychological damage that's been done to the so-called educated as well as the ones who didn't have access to that education because they have been indoctrinated at a level where they believe that the only realization that is exists for them is to be enmeshed in this so-called global European society. Uh, we did not come from that. It's, it hasn't worked for us from the beginning and it's not gonna work for us now. So for us to keep going around in circles and talking about going to the polls and voting, and I don't have anything against people voting, but because people have went out and fought and died for that, but that can't be your only uh, reconcile with the process. Uh, you vote at the same time while you have your own actors moving forward to say, if I'm gonna vote, then I'm gonna demand some action. You, you're not just gonna get my vote and, and, and have me working and using my tax dollars to support every other people on the planet. And we are the only one still left not being, uh, or, you know, being reconciled. We have not received not one iota of anything. I think uh, uh, Bill Clinton was the one, the only one who can't, had nerve enough to come around and say, well, we apologize for slavery or whatever. But we don't want an apology. We want our rightful place in the world. And that means that, that they have a responsibility according to their text, their Christianity, their books, that when you take something from a, a, a people, you have a responsibility to restore them to their natural state. And the only thing that can restore us to our natural state is when we have the ability to economically be sound in control of our communities, our education, and the whole process. That's the goal. And that has to be the number one goal. It can't be, well, if we put so-and-so in office, it doesn't matter who you put in office. They control these people because it costs millions and millions of dollars just for somebody to get elected to a local mayor's race. And when they get there, they still subject it to these people who come in and say, okay, I put money up to get you elected. You'll have to do my bidding for me first. We don't have the kind of political clout necessary for us to be uh, to rise above our present state, which is we're still second-class citizens in America, America, you know, because, uh, you know, there is no way, there is absolutely no way that we will make it different for our kids, our grandkids, and future generations if we continue down the same path of, of, of going along to get along. And that's what we're doing. And you can call it what you want to, and I don't care how many schools you graduated from or how many books you read, unless you have a mind of your own, your, your mind have been co-opted through European indoctrination. And that now they talk, call it uh, critical race theory. Uh, now they don't even want you to read. Now they're saying, well, we don't want our kids to learn about that horrible history 
that was inflicted on African people. Well, why wouldn't you want your, your kids to know the truth? They didn't have no bit problem with the truth when they was doing their picnics and roasting black people and tying them to trucks and dragging them down the highways. They brought their kids out there to watch so they could see that, you know, white people are superior and we have a right to do this and we have to do this in order to maintain the status quo, which is our place in the world. And uh, if, if we think that the, the people who uh, are so cruel as they actually use black babies to go out and do all hunt alligators, live babies and, and go out to the swamps to hunt. If people that cruel and we have the audacity to think that somehow psychologically these people have changed, that's why we have all these young killings going on there. They are sick too. And I tell people this all the time. If you read uh, uh, Roland Martin's book, I think it's White Rage or something, A White Fear, it talks about that. I don't care how educated they are and how much money they got, they are sick. Anytime you perpetuate a sick society on other people, guess what? It's like stepping in a mud hole. Some mud is going to get on you. It comes back on you. So psychologically, there are people, who is the ones who are running around doing all these mass shootings? And the first thing they start screaming about is what? Mental health issues, mental health issues. Well, yeah, they have mental health issues, but that's not our problem. Our problem is to exercise ourselves out of that system and take control of our own communities, police our own communities, educate our own children, build our own hospitals, and have our own system uh, by which we function that keeps the community together as a whole to bring, reclaim the whole entire village of Africa, which spreads all over the globe. You know, we are not just in America. We're in every country on the planet. And so we, if we could just create the idea that we are one instead of everybody running around trying to be in their individual spaces where you got black men over there in France claiming I'm a black Frenchman and you got some people over here claiming, well, I'm part of this, I'm Dutch and I'm the, the thing about it is we are African people and until we realize that and start to living according to that, we will always be in this situation where we are, at a, uh, we are, lo we are losers. We will never be able to catch up because it is designed to keep you where you are or to destroy you. Because the reality of it, just like you were talking about, they go to, to the continent and they call themselves invested. Asians invested, Russia is invested, Germany is invested. All these people are invested in the continent of, uh, of Africa. Why are people over there hungry? Why are people over there living lives that are that are so downtrodden that they it, they they can't even get water, fresh water? And you have all these major companies, Shell, Bank of America, Wells Fargo, all these big companies from Wall Street and that are over in Africa building infrastructure. Guess what? To keep them in power of all the resources. That's what it's all about. If I control the resources, guess what? I control the people. You have to come to me for food. You have to come to me for water. You got to come to me for electricity. You got to come to me for everything that you use. We don't control any of that. So I don't care how many so-called donations or how many of them come in and say, oh, we, we're helping Africa to develop. You are helping Africa develop while you are maintaining the, the puppet string, where you're controlling all of the resources of, of, of the continent. So until we wake up and realize that, that is the, the, that's their ideology, that's their philosophy. It is not about 
uh, us coming together and and becoming this this melting pot of all of us getting along and and there's no difference in us there is a difference in us these people are murderers these people are killers these people do not they don't love anybody they don't understand spirituality they understand religion christianity islam all of that but when you start to read and study about all that you'll find that all of these things were created as a mechanism to control people and to miseducate people indoctrinate people so that they could control them and until we move away from those things and that's why we have the problem here in america because you got i don't know what percentage it is but half of the people here believe in christianity they keep following traditions that have no foundational truth they're not based in any reality. So if you believe in some supernatural spiritual thing that never existed, you're already controlled because we are from the creator. We are real. We are part of the God experience on this planet. And as long as we are looking for God outside of that, what we've been given, we will always be. And, and this thing's a, 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 a kind of taught to us if we study you have to read between the lines when you read the history when you read those books that they have used in doctrine it's a constant state of saying if the minute that you uh, turn your back on your process your system of existence you will constantly be in a state of influx you will constantly be ruled by others it talks about those things even in biblical texts when you, man, what does it say in there? All through that, when you return to the creator, the creator will return to you. Which means one thing, it hasn't gone anywhere. You've gone somewhere by your indoctrination or your lack of knowledge of self. And that's why I tell people all the time, uh, know yourself. If you know yourself, you know the creator. But if you don't know yourself, then somebody can come along and get you to shouting and jumping and, and contributing to their these multi-million dollar churches. And at the same time, like Malcolm used to say, and you've been in there all day Sunday praying. And when you come back out here, you're still living in hell. We have got to get people away from that. Get them to understand you create your heaven and hell by your thinking, you know, not by your indoctrination, not by your miseducation. Uh, go ahead, sister. But I, I get wound up when I start talking about this stuff because it really, hey, we have. I totally understand and I agree with you 100%. I vote for also segregation. You understand? You see the time that they needed to be segregated to get forward, they did it. And mm. we we need that. It's a part of a healing of the black people and the, the tools of slavery but the mental slavery, just because you say emancipate yourself from mental slavery is not going to happen like that. The tools that were used, you must also use tools to um, emancipate yourself from mental slavery. So I vote for segregation. Do you understand? And so the black person is able to heal again and be in a situation on an equal footing to mingle back into society. Mm -hmm. then we can afford to, you know, live as creatures of the earth. Do you get me? But while this war is going on, we can't even afford to mingle with them. We need to be segregated. We need to be, our minds to be rebuilt, like our own schools, speak our own language. Do you yeah. understand? Rebuild ourselves. Right. And then also, even what better way to give the 
black man or the black race an instant boost of self-esteem by reparations. Do you understand? That alone will just lift them up. Let us recognize that we deserve to be... I don't even know the words for fixing it, mm. but somehow we must fix it. Mm. Do you get me? And then another thing that you said that is I really totally agree for it is that we are like black people, do you understand? We are spiritually godly beings. Do you understand? Mm. That is why when they first came, one of the first things they took away from us was our religion because our high being selves and our spirituality and replaced it with their religion. When, look, this is how special we are, do you understand? I know we've lost that, but we must come back to it. When America was being built, there's lots of other races around them. A lot of people that they could have picked, the Mexicans here, this, that, all over, closer to use for slaves. Do you understand? It's not that hard to get slaves. Do you get me? Especially in those days that they lived in. But they saw something unique and special in that. That's why they built boats, came all the... Do you know the lost and how hard it is to do all of that just for human beings to be around you? Do you understand? And, and it's like the white race have a coexistence, dependency on us. Do you understand? Why do you think so? Why do you think so upon all our deprimate? Do you get me? The only reason why maybe they could do think that they would do without us, forgetting that humanity can never be replaced by um, technology. Do you, do, you, do you get me? Is the thing that maybe they don't need the physical work power anymore. The place has basically been built. Well, yes. well, and and so that's and that's part of it because a lot of people think of well, they picked up these people. If you study uh, the 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 whole historical you know, transformation of slavery being developed around the world. They came in there and they took the, the most educated, the most knowledgeable, and brought them into slave. They even killed people who they found was useless, even babies, when they were bringing slaves out of Africa. In that place. And, and they brought people here. They knew nothing about ag agriculture. We were the ones who taught them agriculture. We were the ones who made the South rich, which made them, which was one of the reasons why they had the Civil War, because these people said, wait a minute, we're not giving up. Hey, you're taking away our free labor, and these people have been doing all of this stuff. And not only that, as you study history, you'll find that we were very creative. They try to act like we were somehow stranded on the continent of Africa. We were building boats. Our people was here before, they, uh, before Columbus even heard of. Our people had sailed around the world long before that. We have always been a creative people that built and, 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 and moved around the globe because we were given that talent to be able to do that. And then it was taken, we were taken and forced to do it for somebody else. We created a lot of these so-called things that, that America now lives and appreciates and, and controls the globe off of. We were the ones who were instrumental in that process. And so for us to sit back and, and continue to be subjected as second-class citizens, and even though we can raise up and be a trillionaire, but they will still treat you like you was a boy. And the reason being is because they have indoctrinated you and controlled you. And if it doesn't happen uh, from an economic standpoint, you can go and you can talk to some of these people who are highly what would be classified as highly uh, uh, 
you know, intellectual and have studied, and yet they can't disconnect themselves away from European concepts. They have, but what they have done is taken African concepts and twisted it around to make them believe that those are European concepts that they taught us. And the reality is we taught them. If you study the history of people, they didn't know anything about uh, process until they come until they come in contact with the people from Africa. They didn't even know about soap and water. They didn't even know about cooking their own food. Everything that they know, they learn from African people. They and, even feeling good. That's right. Like just feeling good. Just sorry. Oh, it's all right. It's all right. You know, and and the thing about it is, it's a. Uh, you know, hopefully what I want to do is get this worked out because I want you to be on to come on and be a regular and we're going to get this whole thing. Uh, I'm going to call it chief officers and find out when you dialed in, uh, did you come in through the, the, uh, the website that I'll give you www.t25? Well, I'm talking if you had came in on your computer, see, then you could be on the screen. And therefore, when people, other people come in, they could see you and they could be on the screen. Because what I can do. My computer is open. I don't know where to go. Yeah. Well, see, we have to get that straightened out for next week because I want you to come on next Tuesday night and we'll get this worked out some kind of way because I want you to be so people can see who they're talking to and we can have an exchange between people. I didn't invite a whole bunch of people tonight because I knew that, you know, these technical, we've been having these technical issues at the station. And for whatever reason, uh, when you came on, I could hear you on my computer, but when you- When I, when when, I called the first time with the other number? Yeah, I could hear you, but I couldn't see you. You're, you know, because oh. what's supposed to happen is when you call in, your name uh, shows up on my uh, guest list and I can click on you and your picture comes up on the screen. That's the way it's supposed to work. And we can get that worked out. And next week we can, uh, we can uh, get that worked out, but it, yeah, but I'm, I'm glad you came tonight and I really appreciate you coming in and sharing. I enjoyed talking to you, but uh, what we want to do with this network, we have this network where we can, we can talk to people globally right here mm -hmm. and what we want to do is to utilize this hit show to to reach out to people globally and have them and start a movement where we start to shut things or down not only in america but in other places as well because even dr tata uh from uh you know she's over there in germany and britain and everywhere you know they're experiencing the same stuff that we're experiencing and so why should we all be in all these different places experiencing the same discrimination, the same abuse, and yet we are out here in the airways and we're not utilizing them to the to our advantage where we can say, wait a minute, no, this is where we're going. And we have to start, uh, you know, some kind of way raising funds, uh, whether we do, I don't care if we sell t-shirts or what we do, but to start an initial thing. Because one of the things I've always been back about is, is really let's try to get in in touch with the young people let's start a school it can be a small school but we want it to be african-centered we want to be all about spirituality and we don't want people bringing their kids to our school if they want to follow european concepts because that is the only way that the next generation don't come along and follow these same patterns 
of of, of self-deprecation uh is if you have european concepts your mindset is going to be european there are people in this country that look like you and me who will fight you rather well, i'm not black i'm not african and i said well what do you think they think you are you know they have even denied the fact that if we have a a, a congressman out of florida he's a black man he said he is not black he got on live television and said he's not black. now this man has two or three degrees from some of the top schools in the country and yet he is so lost in his thinking that he no longer believes that he belongs to the African kingdom. We have to transform that. And I think reparations is so important for people so gone and the world we live in is all about money. If that yeah. man was to get 30,000 and 30 million hit his account, do you think once or twice about what it is to be black? Why he got it? Because he's just black. Just because he's black. Do you understand? Well, see, and that's another thing. Blackness is not just the tone or the color of your skin, because we we are all colors. The thing is, blackness is the is the, is is the mindset. You you wake up in the morning, you don't think I'm part European or uh, my grandmother, great grandmother was raped by the slave owners. If you wake up thinking that somehow you are a combination of all of this sickness that we have been involved in then right away you you're fighting against yourself it's like a house that's fighting to destroy itself you know we have to get up with a, with a mindset that i am an african man i'm an african woman and i have african ideas and concepts that i want to fulfill and i want to pass those on to my my grandkids and my kids and my grandkids until we will transform these so-called European Africans, and that's what I call them, European African, we will transform them back to being African. If you don't want your kids murdered in the street, if you don't want your kids being subject to being shot down by uh, the Ku Klux Klan and the blue, uh, blue uniforms, then you better transform your mind and so that you have more power where you can control your actions, your movement. You can control your community, you control your schools, you control your spiritual uh, houses where you're teaching it. Until that happens, then they won't fear us. They don't, they don't fear us because most of us, they know, are so indoctrinated in, into the concept of being in this melting pot called America that we can't even visualize a concept of returning to Africa spiritually or mentally. And that's where it has to take place at, so. But once again, sister, thank you so very much for coming on tonight. And let's get this, I'm gonna do a trial run probably uh, Monday to see that we get the screen and everything set up. And uh, then we'll come on every week and we'll use this year format that we have. We can be on as long as we want. I have, you know, like uh, Tuesday night is my night to have the airways, so. Let's take advantage of it, and uh, well, we'll we'll do what we know we need to do. Thank you very much for coming on. Yes, can I say something quickly too? And you know, like the reparations when it's being passed, right? Mm -hmm. There can be a quick crash course, like how you have to go and learn for your um, driving license. Mm -hmm. You understand? 
But it's not that if you don't get it, you won't pass. Everybody will pass it. It's just some um, education. Mm-hmm. And then through that, we can, you know, try and fix the mind a little bit mm-hmm. and then give free programs along and other incentives as well. Do you understand? Right. Like the return back to Africa. Like part of the reparations that I'm, I'm also pushing for is that every black person in America or anywhere, the same way they bought our fare and brought us over, that it has to be passed with a reparation law with a ticket back to any part of Africa you want. You right. understand? With some little extra cash as well. And it's like peanuts. It's well, so well, affordable. Yeah, let's you let's do it with eyes closed. Let's do this. Uh once we get this show rolling where well, we we we're developing a following, you know. You in Atlanta, I'm here. We can start to do, I can come to Atlanta. You can come here. We can uh, create a dynamic where we can do fundraisers. And not only that, we can have an audience, live audience, where we can have questions and answers about these issues that we're talking about. So, uh, you know, a lot of times people see you on social media and there's so many people on social media, they don't know who to believe. But when we come to them live and in person and show them the passion and, and expose them to the knowledge that we've been exposed to, then people will, they will follow, you know, that tradition that we're trying to lead them to. So let's try to do that. Let's, uh, uh, I will call you maybe Sunday night and see if I can get this thing set up for Monday for a, a test run for 15 to 20 minutes. And then we will, we'll move forward from there. And thank you. Thank you so much, uh, Queen. Take care of yourself. Thank you very much. All right, take care. Yeah, I all right, good night. Good night. Good night, folks. This has uh, been family. Uh, oh, wow. I've been so engrossed in the conversation. Uh, we have been, uh, this is the mothership. And I had the sister, uh, sister reparations from Atlanta, Georgia on tonight. And we're going to be on every week uh, moving forward. And uh, I hope to see you guys here next week. Please tune in and let's get this ship moving. This is a the good ship. Hotep, and have a blessed, blessed time. Thank you. Good night. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.